all you positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. Here we go again. I have my friend, brother, confidant, <laughs> pilot, co-pilot, uh, Christopher Jackson here with me. Hey, Chris, how's it going, buddy? Hey, brother, Good. Such a pleasure to have you back. I appreciate you um, carving out the time to uh, continually come on and co-host and, and make it so I don't just have to talk into a microphone alone every day, uh, <laughs> which I enjoy too. But it's been a cool, you know, it's been a cool change of pace having you these last couple months as a, as a regular, you know, co-host. It's, it's nice to, to mix it up. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a couple questions here. I figured we'd just dive right into because I know how it goes with you and I. It tends to uh, both of us have plenty to say. So uh, when there's two of us on, I figured, you know what, we'll we'll skip the reviews for today. But uh, if you guys haven't reviewed on iTunes, please uh consider doing so it helps us to reach new people definitely fuels my fire to continue this labor of love and i'll read some of those on the next uh, episode also if you're not on the positive heads facebook group um definitely want to jump on there we want to see your bright shiny face it is a wonderful place to connect with other listeners and ask questions just like we're going to address today you can also um and it's also private so that if you want to open up about things you you don't want the rest of uh facebook land reading uh you can do so uh, also, you can email me directly, Brandon at positivehead.com, if you want to just send your questions that way. I also accept uh, telepathy and smoke signals. So, um, yeah, you guys send over your questions however you want. <laughs> All right. So, this question came in by, uh, let's see here, Chris. I have, so... Um, a lovely, lovely, lovely listener, uh, Avery, uh, sent me a question and said, Brandon, would you address my friend Haley's question? And of course I couldn't say no to her. So we're going to, um, let me read here, basically what there, it was a conversation between them. 
Um, and I'll just start kind of where, where she sent over the, the conversation and the questions at the end. She goes, no, you're right. I do have everything I want and need to be grateful for that. It's just in our nature to want more and more. I want to be ready. I want to get ready and have no resistance so I can start doing what you're doing and getting everything you want. It is and can be easy, like she says, but here's the question. How does it work when you get what you think about most of the time and you focus on having enough? How do you wish and ask for better if you're saying, I have enough? So, Chris, you want to give your uh, initial thoughts on that and I will chime in uh, afterwards. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, it seems to me that you know part of our nature is to always look to improve everything that we're experiencing and constantly create more beautiful experiences for ourselves, others, and the planet. And, you know, I, I don't know that, I think out of contentment, out of fullness, we actually have this great opportunity to create from fullness rather than from scarcity. So it's kind of like eliminating our wants and, and maybe even looking at how we're using that language to structure our, you know, our experience so that we're not coming from want so much as we're coming really because want is, is disintegrative, right? It actually comes from separation, which is a cause of our suffering. And instead we can be integration when we're coming from passion, Mm. like that we have such a deep passion and love for everyone and for the planet that, you know, we create from that place. Yeah. It, um, you know, what instantly comes to mind, and this is something that I talk about a lot uh, and have circled this a lot. And, you know, Haley, what, what I feel in, um, Abraham, you know, Esther Hicks talks about this quite a bit as well. It's like, it's, you're here to, to create contrast and from that contrast, figure out what you want to uh, experience and manifest next. You know, a great example is relationships. How many of us have been in a relationship? We go through, you know, whatever we learn from it, we come out of it and we say, okay, well, I learned a really valuable lesson there. Now I further know what I want next. I, 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 I want more of this, less of that. You know, it's like, it's always giving you the contrast for, for the next experience that you're meant to have. So I think the real trick here, the real the recipe, the formula, if you will, is is understanding that you are a completely self-sufficient being. All the love, all the, everything you need is within yourself. So you're, in that sense, you're content, right? It, it Once you truly tap into that, like there's nothing I have to do, nowhere I have to go. I'm floating in eternity. Time doesn't exist. Change is guaranteed. Uh, and I find some level of that, that resonance just permeating my being. And it's like, now you're you're coming as Chris, you kind of saying like you're full, right? So um, that being said, you then set the intention for what you would like to experience next from this place of fullness, from con- contentment, and yeah. and then and then you release it. That's the key. Is uh, okay. I, I I'm setting the intention. I'm expecting it to show up with a healthy sense of detachment because I don't need it to show up to fulfill me in any way. I'm already fulfilled. So that's the formula. I feel is like, um, you know, here's what I'm seeking out this or something better. And if this doesn't come, it's always this or something better, this or something better. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to 
um, create something new, a new experience or call in something new. That's what we came here to do. We're the cutting edge, you know, reality, time, space, reality, where that's what the, the, the whole, that's the gig, right? You come here to, to create yourself anew in each moment. But, you know, it's when people get out of balance when it's, um, when it's like, okay, I need this in order to be happy. Then they're, they're, they're a reactive being instead of a proactive being, right? If this happens, I'm happy. If this happens, I'm sad. If this, you know, it's like, no, you come right. from that proactive state of being fulfilled. Whatever shows up is gravy, right? It's like, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. Uh, oh, I set the intention for this and it didn't quite manifest. Ah, that's cool too. Like, perfect. Something better, you know? And, and when you can approach it from that that place, uh, it's, you know, I, it's, I feel the recipe for just, you know, success in peace, most importantly. Yeah. So that's my two cents on that. I'm sticking to it. And uh, Chris, why don't you, uh, do you want to maybe read this next one here that we have? Okay, great. So this question came in from Brendan. It says, hi, Brandon and the fantastic positive heads team. I wanted to start out saying that I love the show. I was on my spiritual journey for a while, then fell off, unfortunately, for a year or so back. This show was the catalyst for me to hop back on my spiritual wagon and have been growing and dedicating myself to my spiritual practice ever since. My question today concerns a dream I had a few nights back. I think the dream was inspired by a recent episode of yours where you mentioned a solar or cosmic event and everyone's kundalini energy awakened and how amazing that would be. In my dream, an event like this happened. Most of the planet woke up and understood that we were all one. I truly understood others as myself and they understood me as themselves. It was impossible to hate or fear anyone. I only felt love and bliss with everyone I came into contact with. Many of us in the dream were preparing to leave earth to move on to a place. I didn't know where, but I knew there was only going to be peace there. And we had to climb a mountain to get there. I was stopped by several people that were not awake and were very angry. They were angry for various reasons and I knew they hated me. But I knew they just didn't understand, and I couldn't possibly hate them. There's more details of the dream, but I don't want to ramble on. I know my spiritual practice will be centered on that feeling of wholeness, love, and understanding I had in the dream. My question for you is that so many of us know that love is the true answer to all questions and that we are all one. How do we move from knowing something to truly feeling it and to understand the concepts you and your wonderful guests talk about so much on the show? How do you, how do we feel all that we know to be true outside of just ideas presented and use it in our daily lives? Love to hear your thoughts and thank you so much for your time and all that you do. I wish so much love to you, my friend. Awesome. So yeah, I feel like this is great. I mean, we're, how do you move from knowing, how do you move from knowing something theoretically to experientially? To knowing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like, like to talk, I like to say, how do I we like move that. from knowing to knowing, you know, from knowledge? That's good, dude. I like that. Knowledge is often disempowering because it's like we, we tend to, it only gets you so far. Right. Well, and it, it also can all, often create this experience that since we know it, that we should be experiencing something different, but without, having tools to put it into action, it can almost feel more disempowering because then you start mm. to have this even bigger separation or disintegration with the, the environment or reality. Right. right. Um, you know, so this, you know, there's some great processes that we've 
been developing or that have been coming through. And, you know, one of them is just learning how to be love and have processes that have others experiencing that, you know, so it's not listening from, from over here where we are in terms of how we experience love, but beginning to listen to others in terms of how they experience love. And this is where like the love languages come, come in really handy. You know, I, mm. I often find myself in relationships being challenged because I will have my partner being the opposite reflection, you know, to my love languages and, mm. you know, and be like frustrated because they're Maybe not explain what that is real quick for those who aren't familiar yeah, sure. with love language. So the love languages, I don't know if I'm going to nail all of these right off the bat, but yeah, yeah. I can say like my first ones, there's, there's uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, um, gifts, quality time, and then physical touch. I think that's all five. Maybe I didn't mm. get it. Um, you know, and where my first ones tend to be, you know, words of affirmation and acts of service, you know, physical touch is probably last on the list for me. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that I don't enjoy it. I think we all embody all of the love languages, but there's like an order that it has to come in for me to for that physical touch part to come out, which is I have to feel safe first. Yeah. You know, for, for that to come out on its own as where, you know, most of my relationships will be the opposite. Like they need the physical touch first mm. to feel loved before they can access all of the other parts for them. So just using that as a context, I don't want to get too deep into that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Totally, something, totally. To, something to look up and just to also be present to stop thinking about how we, you know, just presenting love in the way that we experience it, but actually start really listening to how others experience it. And, yeah. and if for some reason they're not responding to us in the way that we want, rather than, you know, coming from a place of separation again and suffering that we're not being appreciated for what we're giving, you can always perceive one that their cups just aren't full enough yet to give that to you. Yeah. And then release yourself from the attachment to a result because ultimately like being love and oneness, what do love and oneness lack? Nothing, nothing, right? We discussed this, I think on our last one and what do they need? Mm. Nothing, nothing. So, you know, coming from that place, you know, if you're attached to a result, then you're actually not being it, you know? So it's, it's learning how to be the things that we know we are, you know, and having Mm -hmm. tools for how that operates. And so one of them is if you're coming from a context of oneness with people, you really, you have no attachment to a result anymore. You're actually always just in a space of being clear, your communication happens as a process of sharing. Mm. You're always sharing the thoughts, the feelings, the things that are coming up for you. And in this process of being clear, being love that doesn't hold on to anything because it is everything, you mm-hmm. you actually become a permissionary. Ah, you literally that give, too. Yeah, you give <laughs> so good. permission to release all of the stuff that they're holding on to. And then we move into this state of radical vulnerability and connection with each other. And we have the experience of oneness where we just continue to like be these fountains, you know, of expression without any attachment to anything. 
And then this is where, you know, our lives just become really light and beautiful, you know, and it's almost like we feel a a higher sense of elation and elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well said. It's, um, you know, how, how did he said, how do we move from knowing it to truly feeling it? And it's it instantly comes to mind the Gandhi quote, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. And so how do I uh, lift this person up? How do I give them love and understanding and the space to, you know, express themselves? And if you can, if you can start, embodying it by being it by doing it i that is the path it's like i don't think you can ever be depressed if you're serving someone else in a way that's obviously not like in conditions that they're forced or something like that but um if you if you tap into that part of yourself you you are you you're turning on the fountain and so uh it, it just starts with like playing with this concept on your own, you know, uh, you know, playing for me, you know, gamification for a lot of us is like such a great way. You know, if you can start, okay, today I'm going to play the game of truly as I step out into the world, uh, let's pretend not even theoretically, let's really try and call in this idea that everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. And I'm going to play with that. I'm going to keep that front and center in my consciousness today. And that's that's a mental idea, right? But then I'm yeah. going to now act as if that were true. And I'm going to play that out, which makes it maybe easier to get into that state of serving them. And how can I help them? And how can I relieve their, their tension? You know, if you start paying attention, um, there's so much tension that arises all the time in interactions with people, you, people's insecurities, people's fears, people. Oh, did I just say the wrong thing? Is he judging the way I look? Is he, you can feel it all over people all the time. If you know, um, if, especially if you're tuned in and paying close attention to it and how do you ease the tension for them? How do you serve in a way that just enlightens them, lightens the load, lightens the mood and set out and, and make it fun and don't take it all too seriously. And, 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 and starting from that place, I think you'll you'll then start to see, you know, it's like be the change you want to see in the world, right? And with you doing that, it shifts other people. And then you start shifting other people and then they're shifting other people. And it's that that uh, ROI we, we've been talking about, right? The, the, the ripple of impact. Yeah, the ripple so. of impact. Yeah, and I think, I think the access to that is really in your listening, you know? So it's like, again, mm. getting into that place of curiosity of, oh, how can I fill this person's cup? You know, if you start like, let's play the game of everyone that we encounter, like being curious about how we can fill their cup more, you know, until they experience overflowing, you know, and then we all get to overflow on each other. And again, become the wind beneath each other's wings where we all rise together in this constant, you know, effulgence of light, love and life that we are. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it it makes me think actually. So I I have Chris, um, you know, from time to time, and it seems more frequently, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, you know, in that half asleep, half awake state, and uh, a quote or something will be just like just beating in my head. And so now I've, you know, over the last year or so, I've started where it's, if it's really like, 
um, a you know, powerful quote or, you know, kind of, I can't sleep until I get up or grab my phone and just jot down a note. And this is the one that here's one that actually came the other day. That was almost like, you know, very poetic in the way it came through. And I couldn't go back to sleep until I just grabbed my phone and like wrote it down. And, um, then it it let me go. (laughs) But what it was, was in my head was I will only take that, which I caused to overflow from you, my love. I will bathe in the love that spills from your breast and for me, that really is powerful, you know, getting back even to the love languages and, and take even sexual interaction. I mean, how many of us, um, certainly a lot of guys can relate for sure, where we've entered into, you know, sexual experience where it's like, oh, what, what, you know, with sort of like, what can I get from this? I'm coming to, to, to take something in a sense. And that's been a, a quite a journey for me learning how to shift from, you know, instead of, uh, what can I get from this? What can I, how can I serve? What what can I give to this experience? And from that, I think you unlock, you know, uh, I mean, just using a sexual example is just one, but you know, in all interactions with people, what can I give to this? Now you fill them up and you fill yourself up in the process of giving, you know, as Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in this act, because it literally calls it in for you. It then fills them up. Then it's, it turns into to this like feedback loop of it spilling over from them back to you and and now you've increased the fountain is is turned on right and of course the one other thing that you can do that is i think the ultimate superpower for everyone uh is meditation right just tapping into you know i find getting into the state of just drumming up that love vibration you know sometimes for for me meditation has been a little challenging because my mind go 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 and i think a lot of people can relate to that so using that as a instead of uh a you know, a quote unquote problem uh, for, you know, working for me. So I will take a song that just really, you know, music is one of those things. It's like the, the, the ultimate medicine, right? And, and something with really powerful melody and, and lyrics, you know, I'm so verbally stimulated. Um, it's hearing something like that and just meditating with the same song, maybe playing it on repeat and just drumming up this vibration of love coming through me that just like, uh, you know, I mean, it, a lot of times will cause uh, tears of joy and all of those things. So I think that is a uh, that is definitely um, an, an exercise that I've found a lot of enjoyment from. And then, of course, people have the same type of experience going completely quiet in meditation. Right. And then what comes through, because now you're opening up to, to allow, you know, instead of um, always transmitting, you're receiving and, and tapping into, you know, uh, that that love, that eternal love that um, is is beyond uh, the physical realm in a sense. So awesome, awesome, awesome. I love these conversations. I love this question, both these questions. And uh, I love you, my friend, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and, and mixing it up with me here. And uh, I also uh, love you enough that I'm willing to give you the DJ booth. And that's saying a lot because, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> I love so, you, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got queued up for us today, Chris, as we yeah, exit so out into our, our world? We've got Sleep at Last and their song, All This to Say. 
Beautiful, beautiful song too. I just heard a little bit just before for the first time before we we uh, started recording, and I hope you guys love this as much as I do. Until next time, love you all so so much. Journey well. Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Thank mm-hmm. you.